Hey, Shakes Pals. Happy Throwdown Thursday. We have reached the end of our season of Shakespeare's Women. It's been so much fun to get to explore some of these characters in a fun, silly, and thoughtful way. And thank you to everyone who's been on this season. And I'm looking forward to the next. We're looking at content creation, who would be some of the best content creators in Shakespeare. So I've already got some great guests for that season. If you know of anyone who might be interested in coming on the show, let them know. Let us know. Tweet us on Twitter or uh, Instagram us on Instagram or or talk us, TikTok, TikTok us. We're on all those spaces at P2M Pod, and we'd love to hear from you. It's always so much fun getting to connect with new folks in the Shakespeare community. So congratulations to Haley Backrack for winning last week's Who Would You Want to Go on a Blind Date With? with Viola. I think that Haley brought some incredible points, and I also think that Viola is the best bet for that. So well-deserved win. Thank you, everyone who voted. And this week, I'm so excited because I've got my friends Lindsay, Annalise, and Shannon on to talk about which of Shakespeare's women is a true modern feminist icon. And we got together in a room and we yelled and laughed and built each other up. This wasn't a kind of attack each other's choice. This was more of a yes and this is also why this person is so good. So definitely vote, but think of it as just a great celebration and a great wrap up to a great season. So if you are liking this show, the best thing you can do for us is tell a friend, leave us a review on iTunes, follow us, subscribe, share. We're super, super close to hitting our first 10,000 listens. So that's wildly exciting to me. Um, and yeah, if you like it, share it out. Tell someone that likes Shakespeare. Tell someone who hates Shakespeare and maybe this will get them to like it a little bit more. Um, but I'm happy you're here. Thank you for being here. And I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Protest Too Much, a Shakespeare Showdown podcast where a guest and I go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Protest Too Much podcast, the very first live show in in real life show. Yay! Yay! So the only other episode I've recorded in person was the very first one with Mike and then we did those shorts at the last Baron's Men wine and cheese which were a little more chaotic than this <laughs> might be just you wait <laughs> all right I, I say that hesitantly so with me I have got Shannon Dodson Annalise Friend and Lindsay Polinsky hey Yay! hi <laughs> you have heard all three of them on this show before we had Shannon on we talked about musicals which would be the worst musical. <laughs> Annalise, we talked about the best fairy. The best magical creature. Best magical creature. That was all the way in like the pre-season. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lindsay is continuing her streak of non-traditional episodes, which is in her rider, the only kinds of episodes <laughs> that she will do. But we did uh, Family Feud and then an Olympics yeah. episode. Yeah. I Which love are... the Family Feud episode. <laughs> <laughs> I also did. All right. So today we're wrapping up our season of Women in Shakespeare with our just hands down feminist icon. Who is the best woman in all of Shakespeare? It's a tough question. Do you have answers? 
Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're all right. <laughs> so yeah, so this is the, the vibe of this episode. We're not necessarily fighting against each other, but we are fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for our right to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go down, and before we get into it, let's just preview our characters. So Shannon, who are you arguing for? I'm arguing for Rosalind from As You Like It. Annalise? I'm arguing for Beatrice from Much Ado About Nothing. Mm. You stole my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's all right, I've got, a, I've got a better argument for this, I think. Ooh. Lindsay? I'm arguing for Queen Margaret of Anjou from Three of the Henrys and Richard III. It's all three Henry the Sixths. Sixths. Are there three of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask me how many I've read. I can't, I can't <laughs> keep track. Um, is she... So she's in more plays than Hal. She is... Well, yeah, because she's in four and yeah. he's only in three. The three. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. That's some. That's on growth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to be arguing for... The single character of all three witches from Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, we're combining them, we're mushing them into one, and... Typical patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have names. Yeah, no. names. I know, that they is... They don't pass the Bechdel test. Uh, Macbeth certainly does not pass <laughs> the Bechdel test. It was a massive... Nobody nobody has a first name. Uh, I guess Hecate yeah. is a name. Like Cher. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, Madonna. but she still yells yeah. at the witches about a man, yep. so mm. doesn't count. Wow. Um, Margaret, I think, does. I think one of the Henry sixes passed. Uh, yeah, mm, yes, and she. Oh no, because in that Richard the Third, she only talks to what's or not about Richard. How much she hates Richard. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think she talks to another lady. I mean, it might be like a main. I haven't read any of the Henry VI, so it's going to be a fun adventure. Me either. It's but fun. I love Richard the Third. <laughs> yeah, um, she's iconic in that one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she really isn't in all three. I think I want to say there's like one back and forth that she has that makes it pass. Yeah. Um, I know Beatrice does because uh, she's they hung talk- over with Harrow. Yep. yep. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The the bachelorette pre wedding <laughs> morning, and then I. I think as you like it passes. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's so many characters that I think there's always a dude. Yeah, because well, but no, I think they're tired. Celia talk about running Being, away. Yeah, but and that's not necessarily the, about a man. But they're yeah. running away from, from the dude. They're running away the from the dude to the other, and dude. then they're bringing Touchstone <laughs> along, and then yeah. But then they talk about how hungry dudes. they are. I think oh, yeah, that's Snacks in the woods. <laughs> I do think that was like the little uh, exchange that made them pass. Nice. Yeah. So we're we're doing well, great. The three witches. If the if casting the spell is not talking about a man, then them casting yeah. the spell. Sure, but they don't have bubble. first names. Oh, they don't. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Bastille and Wallace are last names. (laughs) First, second, and third. I mean, Maiden Mother Crone, if you play it that way, Mm. those aren't really names either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into some positives. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Let's, um, who wants, does anyone want to go first? 
Annalise. Yeah. Why don't you take it away with your argument for Beatrice? Oh, Beatrice is just the iconic, I don't need no man in my life character. And she, honestly, almost from start to finish of the play, holds that true. And, I mean, we all know the line, I had rather hear my dog bark at a crow than a man swear he loves me. And, I mean, her just back and forth with Benedict um, is, I mean, one of the best exchanges in Shakespeare, I think. And even after they decide that they're in love with each other, she's still, I'm here for my girl, kill Claudio. Right? Like, she's not like, oh my god, we're so in love and let's run away because all of this is awful. She's like, nope, I'm still sticking by my cousin and I need you to kill this man for me. Um, so that's kind of like my, my first argument is she's always on the side of her girls. Um, even after she decides that she's in love with Benedict or has been in love with him this whole time. Um, sorry, I'm just looking for another quote. I'd, all my prep was me just like plastering quotes into a Google Doc, and now I'm, like, scrolling through trying to find it. Um, oh, but then, you know, when Benedict says, I can't do it, she's like, oh, if I were a man, I would have gone and killed him. Like, she she knows her power, which I really appreciate about her. Um, the only thing that sucks at the end is he has kind of the last line after her. Uh, that's the only thing that I would say maybe weakens that argument, that she's the best feminist icon, but still... I'd say 90% of the play, she's crushing it. She is crushing she is. it. I, I lo- it's no secret. I love Beatrice. She's like my favorite character. One of my two favorite characters. Because yeah, she is, she's all about hero, even when it's hard. Even when there are accusations, like she never for a second believes any of that. Even though it's the literal prince who's being a ding dong. Yeah, and like, You know, I feel like typically it would be like, okay, I'm going through some hardships, I'm going through some troubles, but this guy says he loves me, so everything's okay now, right? And that's absolutely not the road that she takes. She's like, nope, I've still got to fix this situation with Hero, and uh, yeah, she's just an icon. Well, it's because she knows she's the smartest person in the room. Every time. Love it. Yeah. What would you guys do if uh, a prince proposed to you in... Elizabethan, uh, I guess, Sicily. <laughs> but Prince gets down on one knee and is like, uh, would you have me, lady? Well, not if he's Prince Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Beatrice is who Juliet grows up to be because Juliet oh. is smarter than everyone else in that play, too. Yeah, like, so she much. runs circles around Romeo, and I feel like if Juliet had been allowed to do anything on her own or, like, live... Um, I feel like she would have grown into a Beatrice type as opposed to a hero type. Mm. Yeah, see, I subscribe to Frances McDormand said that she thinks Juliet would grow into a Lady Macbeth type. That tracks too. If wow. she had, but if I she married Romeo, that alternate oh, universe. Yeah. Romeo's yeah. definitely a Macbeth type because he's a big dummy. No, he's a She's sad boy. Boss him so is Macbeth. Macbeth That's is a totally <laughs> sad boy. <laughs> Romeo can't sword fight. Oh. Okay, so we don't know that, though. <laughs> we don't know, and that's one of those things that, like, Romeo, Mercutio wouldn't be friends with Romeo if he were just a sad boy. We know he can pun, because he does a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
if Tybalt is, I feel like Tybalt has too much pride to challenge a, like, wet noodle to a sword fight. <laughs> oh, I don't. No? No. <laughs> Tybalt it's wants to stab anyone Tybalt can stab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I feel, I just feel like Tybalt wants a dance. Like, yeah, he wants a fight. Yeah. No, he's horny for it. Yes, he is. <laughs> And I just feel like if Romeo were a little piece of spaghetti, he Tybalt wouldn't be so like aggressively adamant. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm I think there's gotta be you. some kind of fight in him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Because we're talking about men again. Yes, we are. Um. Okay. So great argument for Beatrice. We all love her. We do. Sticking with Hero through and through. Yep. Shannon. Yeah. What about Rosalind? What about Rosaline? What, what about <laughs> Rosaline? Uh, what did you do about Rosaline? Rosaline? No, <laughs> my joke in the group chat. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I have to do Rosalind now. Um, Rosalind's just a lot of fun. I think she's very smart. I think she's uh, very... What's the word? She talks herself into and out of a lot of things. She just talks a lot. Apparently, Kenneth Branagh made a movie version of this, but like it was like his last one. It was like terrible, and he all of his movies are terrible. Thought, Worse than Love's Labor's Lost the Musical. Yes. <sighs> um, and he decided that Rosalind talked too much, <gasps> so he cut a bunch of her lines. No! Oh, no, because why the, gotta do me dirty like that, Kenneth? I know because <laughs> he's. Not a good Shakespeare director. And it was oh. Bryce Dallas Howard, who is great. Oh. And yeah, anyway. It was, this was Kenneth Onion? It was. It was like in 2009. It was his last one. Um, but she does talk a lot. And I think it's a very endearing, like, trait of hers that, like, I think I wrote down the first thing. She, like, talks so much about how in love she is with Orlando and like, oh my God, what was he doing? What was he saying? Was he hurt? Is he okay? And then he comes into her view and the first thing she thinks is like, I'm gonna play a game. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, there's no like thought in her head that like, I'll she just go say hi and be like, we met before. She's like, what if I pretend to be a boy? And then refuses to give that up until the <laughs> end. And then she's like, I am a magician. <laughs> like, it never, it's just very She's a funny. woman owning her power. I know. <laughs> She's a woman owning her quick change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But it's very, it feels very relatable that she's not like, oh, I'm perfectly in control of this story and I know where everything's going. Like, she's, right, that she starts off and her father's been banished and so she's at the mercy of everything and then she kind of tries to take things into her own control, but then still ends up doing ridiculous things, <laughs> like convincing a man to... I would love to see a version where Orlando knows that it's her. <gasps> oh! From the story. Where he's just like, okay. Hey. Because, like, the first thing he does is he's like, you're really pretty. Where are you from? Yeah. Why do you talk like that? And she's like, rah, 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 I'm, just, yeah. I'm just a dude. <laughs> Not a boy. <laughs> doing all. boy stuff. She's got like a mustache so drawn funny. on her finger. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I've been a girl with a crush. Like that's the kind of dumb thing that like mm-hmm. I think we've all done at one point or another. It's just 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the whole, it's very reminiscent of early 2000s when it's like you're on AIM and you're, like, pretending to be your friend, talking to your crush and being oh like, God. do you like Stephanie? <laughs> like... <laughs> Logging into like a burner instant yes. message. <laughs> and you're like, hey, what do you think about like Shannon? Like <laughs> Pretty much. But like in real in doing. real life. But IRL. <laughs> she also picks when she's like, I'm gonna be a boy, she picks the twinkiest <laughs> of the Greek gods. Or he wasn't a guy. I don't remember if he's a god or not. But Ganymede is like Zeus's little boy toy, yeah, basically, yeah. and she's like curly hair and a big. That's beauty, who I'll like. be, and that'll keep us safe in the woods. And it's like, oh, honey, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's all. I think that's most of what I have to say about her. She's definitely adaptable. She has a lot of really good. She does have a lot of really good lines. I really love her monologue about. The poor world is almost 6,000 years old, and in all this time, there's not any man died in his own person in a love cause. Men have died from time to time, and worms have eaten them, but not for love. She's like, get it together. Yeah. <laughs> You're not really dying. Let's go. Come on. Move on. Do you on. want to get eaten by worms? <laughs> then you better get to dying. This is how you get, yeah. Do you want worms? This, this is, is how, how you get, get worms. worms. <laughs> and she talks herself. The only reason that Phoebe falls in love with her is because she inserts herself into Phoebe's business. And then she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, well, girl, yeah. what are you yes. doing? Yeah. I think we're missing one really big thing here about Rosalind, and that is she wears pants. She, she does. And literally wear the pants. She's wearing pants. And I'm yeah. here for it. Well, and I think it's Show really me that, that she is a little bit of a hot mess because, yes. like, we all modern women are a little bit of a mm -hmm. hot mess. And yeah. that is okay. Yeah. Lindsay has a point. Yep. Yeah. That's what we I love about it. We all have the friend. We all have the Celia who's like, you good? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's like, fine. It's fine. I'm just being the star of my own narrative. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the main character. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I think that we are all each other's Rosalinds and Celia. And Celia. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just percent. like, each day I'm like, today is my day. <laughs> to be messy. <laughs> Ooh. We have fun. Yeah. I love that. I do. <laughs> Lindsay? Yes. Talk about uh, a different kind mm. of hot. Yes. Mess. Okay, so Margaret of Anjou <laughs> was a real person also. So we yes. have, like, historical knowledge about this person, although, like, not much is said about her in the Chronicles. Um, so Shakespeare did still have to invent some stuff. Um, but my main argument for Margaret being, like, the baddest ass feminist in all of Shakespeare is that she is every woman throughout mm, her time in the tetralogy. Yeah. She is, we see her at like 14 years old until she dies in real life. She died at 52. So we see her from a kid getting married as a teenage bride to her death. Mm -hmm. um, and so we get to see her in all ages of her life and we get to see her own every age of her life, too. Um, she starts the War of the Roses, y'all. Uh, and then she, like, kind of wins it again. You know? Like, she kind of is on both sides of this battle. Um, but, like, and she... I think th because we get to see her for so much of her life, we get to see this big range of emotion that she has, and we get to see her start out being powerful, being a powerful young woman, and then getting...
pushed up against the patriarchy and fighting against that because really what we see of Margaret is her fighting against the men in her plays view of women. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Mm -hmm. it's not that she was an anomaly in terms of women that Shakespeare wrote. Like women that Shakespeare wrote were strong women. I mean, there were some like weenie women too. (laughs) But there are a lot of strong women in Shakespeare most of the women, if we look at, like, there's not a lot of female roles, most mm-hmm. of those roles are great roles. Yeah. And so it's not that Shakespeare wrote this woman, like, that her her anger in a lot of the plays, because she can be seen as an angry lady and, like, ooh, but that it's in the context of all of the men in her life viewing her as as mean, cantankerous, cantankerous all of that. I think in Richard III... And I have seen the Henry VI. I saw them at Winedale many years ago. Um, all in one day. I don't remember anything Ooh. about them. Um, but Richard yeah. III, a lot of times they play old Margaret as like a crusty old witch. Mm-hmm. But she's not. Like, Although the Richard III I saw was very cool. Like every time someone died, Margaret would come out and like put an X on Ooh. the door that Ooh, they exited nice. from. It was very cool. And so she can be, she has been made and she has been mother. She has been crone. Um, and she's like, I don't know, like she's strong enough to fight her own battles, whether the men in her plays let her, mm. but she is a warrior, um, because like her husband and son died because of her actions and she's like, yup, that's how it goes. Um, and I think that she also, we see her as a really strong example of a woman in the plays because, um, Shakespeare lets her choose her own fate, sort of in the end like she comes she goes into exile and then she comes back to be this moral compass in Richard the third he brings her back because that's not what really happened in real life so Shakespeare (laughs) thought that this character was important enough to reinvent history for sure when he was writing the history plays this is not a comedy (laughs) this is not a tragedy where we can make stuff up this is history that people who were watching his plays lived through or were close to in time. Mm-hmm. And he brings her back and lets her have the last word, maybe like not the last word, but the last word in her own life. And so that's really cool. And she's kind of, she serves as the prototype for a lot of other women in Shakespeare because she's really early. The The Henry plays are really early plays, right? Yes, I think so. Um, and so, like, we see elements of Margaret in Cleopatra, in Isabella, mm-hmm. in Beatrice, oh, sure. in all of these. Lot so of we get we get to see her come back as other characters throughout mm-hmm. the canon, which is really cool too. I just really love her, and I can't <laughs> wait to. I don't know that I'm really interested in being in any of the Henrys, but maybe. But like, I can't wait till one day I'm like. A grown-up. I say this, I'm in my late 30s. So I'm a grown-up. And can play Margaret in Richard III. Yeah. yeah. I've never read any of the Henry's past five. We should do reading so parties. We this should. is making yeah. me want to read that. I just Margaret. <laughs> I, I just want to add for like a podcast contextual note. Shannon was like side-eyeing the microphone as she said that. Just in, just... As a <laughs> confession, I don't want anyone so I'm to not hear a me. Scholar, I'm in a room with two people Shannon, who have 
I have never read degrees. I have still never read the Henry Sixes because I can't get through them. I've never read them. I I observed them. I was in Henry the Sixth Part One. I played Joan of Arc, but I do not remember a damn. Yes, I do. You are a righteous baby. people do four person other shows yeah so <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash p2m pod if you want to fund four person henry the six yes. we'll put it on the internet we're not above that yeah. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> okay uh but have you considered oh oh that's the line that's the line she said the line you guys she said the <laughs> thing <laughs> Uh, the witches from Macbeth, because what do we all want out of our lives? Like as modern feminists, we want to be able to have agency over our own lives and our own choices, the way that we present ourselves, what we, uh, the way that we exist in the world. We want to be where we want to be, when we want to be there and not have to ascribe to anyone else's sense of time, uh, propriety, anything else. And the witches are the prime example of that because they show up when they want to and they just disappear. They're just gone when they don't want to be there anymore. When they're done talking to you, they just walk away. They disappear, literally. And I really admire that. <laughs> I really admire an Irish goodbye. Yes. Uh, yes. I want to be able to fly. Yes. Also, also that. that. Uh, also that. They've got cats. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> but, like, they have pets. Yeah. I think... Having a pet, having a companion that is not a man, um, says a lot. It's, it allows you to show love and companionship on your own terms and to have someone who loves you unconditionally. And then if you choose beyond that to have a sailor or two and their thumbs, yes or no, maybe, yeah. um, you can do that if you're one of these witches. And then I think the other thing that's really important is that they're not without supervision <laughs> um <laughs> like it's a little dangerous if we look at the world it's a little dangerous to let people do whatever whatever they want mm. and so that's where Hecate comes in and says hey maybe don't <laughs> maybe why did you do this thing and holds them responsible and holds them accountable for a maybe mistake that they made maybe they overstepped a little bit and caused like a lot of death and destruction. Um, so next time they might take that advice. They might not, but that's up to them because they get to do what they want. Uh, they get to have this female companionship, this strong, strong bond with each other that is unmatched in any, like they are three in one. They are uh, one voice at times. And it's really cool to see three powerful women with literal magic. Mm -hmm. Um coming together and using it not in competition with each other, but just to support each other and also to smash men. Smash. <laughs> smash. Smash. Smash men in, in every, really, in, in every sense every of the sense. word. Yeah. Um, point. Yes. In this room, there are three women and then an additional woman who could be Hecate. Whoa. So I'm just saying, we might be a coven. Whoa. I'm just yes. saying. Patreon.com P2M to watch our four-person Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> Just the scenes with the witches in there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we'll do anything. 
We'll do a four person any Shakespeare no, play. Memorize anything? I will read it. Um, <laughs> unless you're gonna go in at like the hundred dollar tier. Yeah. 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 Honestly, uh, what play do you want to watch the four of us do together? Because we'll do it. Yeah. Um, I have a question though. How do we feel about gender nonconforming witches? Because I've seen a number of productions of Macbeth where the witches have I've been a witch behind a veil in like a spooky mm-hmm. black cloak costume that was very much that and then I've also seen a production of Macbeth where the witches were all men but they were like in light drag yeah. and like then I've seen layers like the one oh, was it Scotland PA where like Andy Dickens yeah. <laughs> which so like yeah. how, but like I, they didn't change any of the the gendered language mm. yeah and but I feel like the line about the you beards. have beards. Yeah, mm-hmm. you look like women, but you have beards. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen me if I haven't plucked my chin? Yeah, well, that was going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, to that I say there is no feminism without intersectional feminism. Hell yeah. So I think stand that non-binary that's witch. What we, that's what we were getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I was so adamant against Portia being on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot have an anti-Semitic feminist. Portia's gross. Oh, Portia. <clears throat> anyway. Um, yeah, so I think intersectional feminism is something that we don't have a lot of context for in Shakespeare because he was a white man writing in the 16th and 17th yeah. centuries. <laughs> and their like, intersectionality... Was not right, and so there's a lot that we can take and interpret from a modern lens. And I think that having non-binary witches or having like the freedom to play with gender expression in, I think some of the male characters too in Shakespeare and what that does. Annalise just played Polonius as Polonia in Hamlet, and that changes a whole lot. Mm -hmm. It was so great. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It. I mean, when it's a dad doing that to Ophelia, it's one thing. But when it's a mom... Yeah. It's a little bit more ice in the veins. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, there's so much to explore because we have the freedom to do that now. Yeah. I will say I did see a production, and I can't remember. It was in at the Globe a couple years ago where Ophelia was played by a man in a dress. And I didn't love it. It didn't. It didn't hit for me. Uh, I think Horatio was a woman too, which I, I that I'm great. Yeah, I, yeah, there's some things where it's easier. To, yeah. yeah, I saw a really good Henry IV part. Whatever the fun one is, part one. <laughs> part fun. Um, yeah. Part fun. fun. And Hotspur was a woman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like that because that brings out a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really interesting too because Kate in Henry the Fourth part fun is a really great character Mm -hmm. who is very much like Portia in Caesar, uh, who is a good Portia, and... I forgot her name. I was like, why do you keep saying yeah. Portia? Why do you keep clarifying Portia from Why Merchant? are you so obsessed yeah. with her? I forgot there was a Portia. <laughs> Brutus's wife. Oh! Yeah. Who has... I only remember Calpurnia from Caesar. Yeah. yeah. What portents are these? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Damn. Portia basically has the same monologue that Kate from uh, Henry Ford does. And it's like, hey... Why are you out of bed and being so broody and dumb? Yeah. If I'm your wife, share your secrets with me because if uh, if you don't, I'm no more than your harlot, I think is what Portia mm. says. Yes. I'm Brutus's yes. Uh, harlot, not Brutus's wife. And 
Yes. And yeah. so for Kate in, in Henry the Fourth too, I think she's an underrated character mm-hmm. who has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I love that I just quoted Henry the Fourth thinking that I was quoting Caesar. <laughs> you know? oh, well, there you go. But that's how similar the two damn speeches are. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was like, oh, I'm running out of steam. What did yeah. I do before? What did I do with her before? Hey, okay. you know what? Play the hits. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's not just his female characters either. Okay. Like, yeah. Horatio is no different than Benvolio. They're mm-hmm. just summarizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, like Benvolio. Last week on Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> last episode on Romeo and Juliet. Here's what happened. I've yeah. seen your son. He's walking in the trees. <laughs> He's over there. <laughs> We're talking about men again. Oh, oh, it's so easy to do with Shakespeare, unfortunately. You know, because there's too many of them. Yeah. Too many men. Just gotta make all of the characters female. Yeah. Yeah. And then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Patreon.com slash <laughs> me to a All right, y'all. Uh, give me a one, one bullet point summary on your woman and why she's the best feminist icon in all of Shakespeare. We'll go backwards. I'll start. Uh, the witches have total and complete agency over their lives, except when maybe they're overstepping some dangerous uh, boundaries. boundaries. Yeah, with boundaries. Lindsay. Uh, Margaret of Anjou is all women. She gets to live a whole life on stage and we get to see that. Shannon. Rosalind is a hot mess and she also does literally get the last word because she gets the epilogue which is very fun. Yeah. Annalise. Beatrice is there for Hero from start to finish, and also, despite the pushings of all the men in her life, still refuses to get married until the very end, but only after Hero gets her man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, Why don't you, Annalise, why don't you tell everyone where they can find and follow your work? Oh, wow. Okay, you can find and follow my work by finding and following the Barons men. Um, Austin-based theater company where uh, all the lovely women in this room with me, we put on some really badass Shakespeare shit. You're directing next fall. Yeah. I'm directing. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be directing The Winter's Tale. Um, guys, we're recording this later at night. I'm tired. <laughs> um, I'm going to be the, directing The Winter's Tale. So, yeah, if you just go on social media and look for uh, hashtag The Barons Men or at The Barons Men on TikTok, um, you're going to be able to find some really great content there as well. <laughs> All right, Shannon. Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, Shandroids. I also post dumb stuff on the Baronsman Twitter. Uh, and next fall, after Winter's Tale, I'm doing, I'm directing Twelfth Night with the Baronsman. So a year from now, you can look for me. <laughs> <laughs> book yeah. your flights now, yeah. Lindsay. Uh, oh boy, I'm not super active on my own personal uh, social needs, but that's at Lindsoid Prime. You can follow, find and follow the Barons Men on all platforms. I am one of the co-artistic directors of the Barons Men, Woo! so I'm super excited to be working with Annalise and Shannon next year. Um, they're vi- bringing their visions to life, and then you can also find my other nonprofit work, the Artbeat Foundation, at artbeatfound.org. We do free dance classes for kids and adults in uh, at-risk and uh, underserved populations. Woo! Woo! And you can vote for who you think the best feminist icon in Shakespeare is on Twitter, TikTok, and 
Instagram. <laughs> I don't know that was a vote. At P21Pod. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Bye! Bye.